0: Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. You are hearing this while we are busy, which is one of the things I love about podcasting, is we're we're shooting this entire week. We've got two really good pieces that we're doing. One of them, in we're, we're expecting it to be dumping snow, and one Crazy. where we're expecting it to be sunny and gorgeous, shot in the same week. This is why we love what we do. <laughs> Guys, thank you for being with us.
1: Really appreciate it. This is one of the last three podcasts for the end of 2022. Yes, the end of the year is coming at us mm-hmm. really fast. Todd and I are looking at 2023, and the car market is changing already. What I love is over the past few years, people have called us out saying, it's so fun to see the prices you quoted from yeah, years yeah. past in various videos, but the car market's, of course, changing again, and we're looking forward to a lot of new launches and releases, yeah, and we are. Uh, should be interesting, but in the meantime, we do have one of the last two Cars
0: of the Past films coming. Yes, in fact, you, you need to be watching this with your family, and I'm saying this because I, I, I am the keeper <laughs> of the only grandkid, so <laughs> everybody right. comes to me. Everybody does. And invariably, so after funny. we've played the games and eaten too much food and somebody's gotten in, a, in an argument with somebody else and all this stuff has happened, you need to still be together but not interacting. <laughs> right. You know, And that's when we watch something. And so if you're like me and you need to watch something with the family, we have a 45-plus minute piece that is the North Trip. We went from Park City, Utah up to Glacier National Park with adventures along the way it is fantastic looking. It's going to make you want to drive. It makes me want to drive as I watch it. This yeah, comes out cool. just in time for Christmas. The 22nd, it will be out on our main YouTube channel, which means over the Christmas break with family, you can be like, hey, guys, let's watch this. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Hey, speaking of Christmas, if you're still looking for
1: Christmas gifts or really gifts any time of year, our friends at Grios Garage have Richard's picks and various stocking stuffers and gifts under 50 gifts mm-hmm. under 100 bucks. Yeah. Go to griotsgarage.com. They have introduced an entire new line of ceramic products. My favorite mm-hmm. are the ceramic three in one ra- wax mm-hmm. and the tire shine. Griots oh, yeah. ceramic tire shine. Brand new. They have an entire family of ceramic products. So go look on there if you're needing gifts and G R I O T S griotsgarage.com. And don't forget to use the code E Driver so you get 15% off liquids, 10% off everything else. And that is them doing a favor for our
0: audience. Yes, that's true. And the thing that's ridiculous is every year i mean here here they are one of our longtime friends and sponsors okay and we get to do cool things like the f1 piece with them i mean there's lots of cool stuff that happens because we know the folks at griots and they're wonderful yes Yes. but every year we get around to christmas time and my my wife says what's the kind of stuff you want you know what i asked for stuff out of the griots catalog i could just call them up but my family's also like oh the griots stuff is really cool so it works for everybody it's great for this Tuesday, we are doing many, many car conclusions. We have a lot of really good ones. They are incredibly varied. We also have a car debate coming up. A few questions. It's a big podcast. We're going to dive right in.
1: I would like to thank everyone for writing your car conclusions yes. to us. We have a huge stack. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back a little ways. We haven't gotten to many of them, and there's still ones we can't get to. But thanks for writing. We mm-hmm. we always love reading what you. Yes. What you bought, and uh-huh. then what your line of thinking was mm-hmm. that got you there. So many of you, even if your your debate was not featured on the on a yeah. particular episode, we love that. So we'll jump right in with Carl S, who lasts in a car conclusion, and it was to show off the pure white Volkswagen Touring. He capitalized
0: pure <laughs> white just to like stick it to me. Yeah. Well, you know, somebody actually in the marketing department probably had to pick that as a pure name for that white. white. Yay. Yay. Okay. There it is. They bought
1: it to replace an aging Mazda 5. He says the Touareg is great. They love it. After three years of owning a 2019 GTI Rabbit Edition, also white. (laughs) So two Volkswagens,
0: both in the same white. Okay. It was, all right. it was all right.
1: Carl's first new car since 1995, Okay. but he got the itch for something different, and he had looked around at Corvettes and Caymans and ZR1s, the old C4, ZR1s. He was able
0: to sell the GTI for exactly as much as he bought it for. So it's he was crazy. like, okay, out, out of that, what, am I, what kind of crazy fun am I going to get into now? Hopefully something that's not white and from Volkswagen. Please. Yeah.
1: Please. After turning up his nose at Mianna's. He owned a 99 Miata for less than a year, but he looked at Z4M Roadsters or another Honda S2000. His minister of finance suggested he try a new ND2 Miata, mm. but he ran out of patience for a new one and did the next <laughs> best thing. He flew to Pennsylvania to buy a 2020 MX-5 club with the Brembo's BBS Recaro package, mm. and he drove home to North Carolina in two days. But the dealer told him that the, a guy bought it there and sold it with only 2,400 miles on it, and apparently... He agreed to let him contact the guy that bought it and barely drove it. Yeah, and he's another fan of the show, so That's we don't crazy. know who that is. But if you're listening, crazy small world, and we love
0: it when people connect and bond over the show. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's wonderful, and I love that you got that car. So it's really great. He said he he is loving it. He also said his eight year old daughter loves it, which I think is fantastic. And he actually he also told us a side note on the Touareg. He said he got it because of all of the discussions I've had about my wife's Cayenne. Yeah. yeah. It's the same V6 from the Volkswagen family. It's the same thing. So he got a Touareg. He just just wishes it wasn't white. But the truth is it was 10 minutes from him, and he was like, this one's pretty nice. I'm going to buy it even though it's white. But he's thrilled that that Miata's in his life. I'll let it slide, Carl, just
1: because it was close to you. I'll let it slide this (laughs) time. I suppose. Kyle J. writes to us from episode 586. You remember, he is in Okinawa, Japan. He used to be in Tokyo, mm-hmm. but he wrote to us after listening to the podcast for about four years. He doesn't believe he's missed a single episode. We hope you're not missing this one too, Kyle. Thank you so much. It's really cool. He ended up in a right-hand drive, 9-11, using our podcast as inspiration. I can't believe that, but all right. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Well, but I have to stop
0: here and this jump later in his email because I was like, mm-hmm. why are you pointing out... That you got a right-hand drive 911 in Japan. But then later on in the email, he explains it. And I wanted to put it, put it in right here because I, I did, it didn't make any sense to me until far later. He talks about the fact that Porsche sells their cars both ways in Japan. Because the left hand drive ones have a perception of, oh, you have money and you imported a left hand drive. Look at you, you're super cool. No, Porsche sells them that way. So he was <laughs> the whole reason he got a right hand drive, and there's other parts of the story that we'll get into, but the whole reason he brings up a right hand drive is because those are the cheaper ones. That's amazing. But I mean, you blend right in having it in Japan. Of course, which yes, is great. for sure. It's no
1: big deal. Well, the reason he's there is because he's in the U.S. military station there. So he gets paid in U.S. dollars and he says, the yen just dropped dramatically when he wrote to us down almost 40% off its mm. previous value. So that combined with the lower cost of the right-hand drive, nine elevens means after a long list that he sent to us of driving and everything else, all kinds of stuff. He swapped That's in and out cool of cars. Stuff. Yeah. He had a Oh seven Mazda, Demio
0: manual. He had a, Vamos, Toyota Alteza, the Celsior C package. It's the wool seat executive car. I <laughs> love it. That's so fun.
1: He had a 2015 Honda S660.
0: Mm-hmm. The K car, the turbo
1: yeah. three cylinder 64 horsepower thing. They're very cool. He said it was quite sideways much of the time. I love it. Well, he leaves notes for every single car yes. and why he liked those cars. Which is amazing, but you kept swapping through cars until you've landed on the 911, Mm -hmm. and he's due to take delivery of it the week that he writes to us. So by now, you've lived with it for a few months, Kyle. Yep, probably. And he picked this one because we always say, buy the best 911 you can. And his only concern with this particular one was the first-generation PDK transmission. Not only is it difficult to service, he writes, but he's currently in Okinawa for three more years where there are no Porsche dealers, He says if it goes out, he's out a lot of money. (laughs) I don't imagine that it'll go out. If the car has been serviced after 40,000 miles, the cartridge, which is the filter for the PDK, needs to be replaced. That's a major service item.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If it's been done, wonderful. But depending on the mileage, I don't remember if you wrote to us the mileage. I don't think you gave it to us, yeah. I think you're fine for a long time. I don't know if you're going to be tracking it, but those things were built to take abuse. Yeah, And hopefully at this point, Kyle, you've been driving it. You're loving it. He's eager and nervously awaiting his 911 when he wrote to us. But he says he took the plunge. I love that you're driving that car. I love that you're rocking that.
0: And yeah, you're in a 911. Well, and he, he, and in. he used the, the shift in, in the actual the yen versus the U.S. dollar to help him. He used the fact that by getting the PDK, he, he could afford a better one than if you tried to get a manual. He used the right-hand drive thing. He, like, worked the market in every possible way. I hope that you love this car. You said you've always wanted the PDK experience, but you are a manual transmission guy. So I'm very curious to hear, kind of on reflection, what is your feeling on the PDK? I, I think as well, unless you're really hammering on it, I think it's probably going to run pretty well for a while, pay attention to the, Paul, the service Paul's mentioning, but I love that you got one. That's really cool. He says, come down to Japan. We won't
1: regret it. I was there in 2016. I can't believe it, on a work trip. And I stayed at the Park Royal Hotel, which was awesome. I love being able to walk everywhere. Mm. And the subway stations were amazing. I definitely want to come back. But Kyle wants to explain how tracks work so we can get maximum seat time. So, Todd, what that (laughs) means is we're going to need to go to Japan Mm. and visit people there and then jump down to Australia so we can have some track time and visit people who know the show there oh sure why not That's like a really like cheap trip half world tour or something mm-hmm. so that's my plan Kyle <laughs> really appreciate you writing Jeff is in Texas and he discovered us during COVID and has been listening and watching since that's awesome thank you he says well he never submitted this as a car debate we contributed to the outcome his partner was looking for a new car as an imminent return to a regular commute was coming with a new job. Okay. She was coming from a 2010 Mazda 3 in fine shape. But something about having to turn off the air conditioner to pass on the highway <laughs> in Texas didn't lend itself to commuting. What's funny about that is, Jeff, I've done that in <laughs> Texas. Yes. It's like, it's like the extra power button. Yes, right? you it turn is, it off.
0: Because the air conditioner is <laughs> trying so hard to keep That's the car funny. cool that you're like, well, I just need
1: that power right now. Well, Jeff says he's been maintaining the car since they've been together for the last five years. It needed nothing,
0: but she's had this car for 10 years and it's time for something new. Mm-hmm. It's, He said it's worn out the normal stuff, but nothing terrible, but it's also it's time. It's definitely time while the rest of her car history consists of a butter yellow PT cruiser. That makes PT cruisers sound really cool. It's in butter yellow. <laughs> and it's a PT cruiser. If, if you didn't know what that was, by the way, if you had no idea, a butter yellow PT cruiser. That sounds like a cool it's car. It's butter yellow. Not a cool car. Uh-uh. Uh-uh.
1: <laughs> well, she waffled on what she wants when she got serious about shopping. She was looking at supers and GR86s and Stingers. So Jeff encouraged her to do some drive homework.
0: After many instances of, what's that? The car spotting on the road. What, what's so funny about that is, if you aren't a car person, then you don't really think about the other cars you've noticed until you're maybe shopping for one. And then totally. all of a sudden, it's like, it's the blue car syndrome. It's like, uh-huh. you never see a blue car till you a blue car. It's that thing. But I mean, now that you're shopping, you're like, well, wait a minute. What are those things? Well, as their shopping continued, she mentioned having a background desire for
1: a Mini. Mm. So... He had her watch our test drive of the latest John Cooper works. And that was the push over the edge for her to go to the dealership and take a test drive. Love it. That's great. Now, the closest thing they had on the lot to drive was the four-door Cooper S, but she was sold. (laughs) Okay. Sold. Love it. Getting the color, BRG, British Racing Green, and she really wanted a two-door. That would have been a nine-month wait but they were in luck because an Island Blue Cooper S hardtop that someone else had ordered and declined was en route to the dealership and not yet bought.
0: OK, that's that. Well, in this market, that's a coup. Yeah, it is. there's one on the way that I kind of like. Let's get that one now. Now, there was a Clubman on the lot in
1: the same color, but seeing the Island Blue color it, in real life, she says that that sealed the deal. So the Cooper S was plenty sporty what she was looking for. And she's a month into ownership as of the email when yeah, Jeff when wrote it, yeah. r- writes to us. And she loves it. I love it. That's great. Now, Jeff has autocrossed R53s That's in the past. That's the generation I had. Yeah. He spent most of his current drive in Miatas and the F56 Mini still surprised him with how nimble, quick, and fun it is. Yeah. I love that you love it. I love that it all mm-hmm. translated. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He's also owned an 04 Volkswagen R32, so he's got a soft spot there. But his partner is thoroughly enjoying her new Mini. She feels a lot better with the power under her right foot to navigate the commute. <laughs> she can leave the AC on. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. That's Whoa. Huge. I'm sure she's weaving in and out of all the trucks. Let's hope so. Unless the trucks are all faster than you are and you're just letting them drive off into the distance. Well, there's
0: the 18-wheelers that you get to pass, and then there's the diesel trucks like, that probably passed you. It's, right. It's a variation, yeah.
1: Well, get this. Jeff writes, she even recently asked about taking it to a track day. (laughs) Yes. Love it. It's some good tracks in Texas. I hope you've had a chance. If not, make plans for the new year. That's Mm -hmm. part of your resolutions. Thanks for writing, guys. Really great to hear from you. Really fun.
0: Speaking of minis, Richard's writing in from New Jersey, and he says that he was doing a car debate for a while, and he finally got something, and it was a car that wasn't an appliance, and he ended up with a 2018 Mini Countryman, and it's been a road trip champ. He said it's the coolest car in the parking lot. So he's, he's the cool dad. So he said he lives in central New Jersey, which he says does exist. I didn't know that there was a question mark, but apparently central <laughs> New Jersey does exist. Apparently there is. And he's driven it all kinds of places, and he can't believe how cool it is. He even, Now, this is the thing. This is one of those people. Richard has found a car community because of the car he owns. He did the mini takes the States event. That's where he drove all over at racetracks, met other hundreds of other people with minis. He said he is loving it. He has taken our advice to do road trips and he's, he won't look back. He tries to combine
1: art, food and running. He says, yes, I'm one of those people. and It makes the trip that much more memorable. He says, now that the Z is out, though, is there a possible film on all the Zs? Maybe. We've still mulled things over, and, and we're still looking at what's possible in 2023. We have. You know what we'll happened
0: uh, over the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. We, we had somebody, a friend of the show named Grady, who watched 50 Years of 9-11 for the first time, which got Paul and I talking about the fact that next summer... The summer of 2023, that film will be 10 years old. I can't believe that. So it's probably time we do another big retrospective, and the Z is, is a prime candidate, if we can pull it off in the midst of everything else. The other thing that's funny, and I have to tell this story on us, because it it, oh, no. it ground my teeth for a while, I have to admit, because this is exactly what happens. This is life, okay? You and I are aging on camera, okay? We just are, okay? We started the show 15 years ago. Yeah. If yeah. I see footage 15 years ago, like, huh, well, that happened. <laughs> so anyway, so so Grady starts watching this piece from a decade ago, and it comes up, and his first comment is, Wow, the guys look younger. Like, thanks for that. They're yes. so young. Like, That's well, a decade ago. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that film's been a while. It was June 2013 when we shot that
1: film. I know. Came out later that year in 2013 because that was the year, 50 years of the 9-11. Yeah.
0: We shot it over the longest Unreal. day of the year in the summer of 20, uh, 2013, and I still can't believe we did it.
1: It was pushing 100 degrees on some of the days yes, we it were was. shooting. Yeah. It was hot. It was crazy it seems almost like yesterday it's crazy how how much it seems like we just did that no 10 years ago see richard what happens when Mm -hmm. you anyway no i really appreciate it i'm so glad you're listening to the podcast he says it's great to listen to on the bus into manhattan that's great david c is in dayton ohio he's got a problem for nine long years he owned a car that he loved 2010 Hyundai Genesis Coupe V6. Mm. Sounded great. He They're drove it all cool. across the country. He took his wife on anniversary trips and he drove it all the time. It was his only car, but evenings, weekend afternoons. And he attended the 3-day Mid-Ohio high performance driver's course and he had a blast. Okay. Eventually his wife and he decided to have kids. And it, he wasn't a big fan of trying to get a car seat into a two-door car, even though it had back seats. Sure. So what did he do? He went out and bought, in addition to the coupe, a Crimson Red Pearl 2018 Subaru Outback 3.6R.
0: Okay. Well, at least you got a red one. but <laughs> That's otherwise, true. Thank that, you for not buying white. That was a dad car choice, for sure.
1: It's been a great car. It's comfortable. It fits their lives. Their giant,
0: goofy Labrador It's been reliable. It's done its fair share of road trips. He said it could do both kids (laughs) and the dog, or both kids and a lot of stuff. It can't do both kids, the dog, and stuff, but it has been great. It's it's 40,000 miles worth of awesome driving and a perfect family car for them. And he said the CVT is, guess what? It's a continuously variable transmission. Not great, but he's like, it's unobtrusive. So the car's been great.
1: Well, then... He decided last fall, after saving up for several years, he sold the Genesis Coupe and plopped down cash to buy an Amaranth Red Metallic 2014 Cayman S with PDK, Sport Chrono, the Porsche Active Suspension Management, the tan interior, and importantly, the ventilated seats. Mm. And... (laughs) The, the words, it's almost like poetry. He was almost writing haiku in his email here <laughs> he to is, describe funny, how yes. much he loves it. He's wanted a Porsche ever since he was four years old, riding around in his
0: uncle's 928. That caught my eye. I'm not surprised. Welcome to why we're talking about this one. <laughs> 928s <laughs> gets you straight through the filters. See? I'm just saying. He tested over 9
1: nine eleven, but it felt the same size as the Genesis. It was faster and better in every way. Mm-hmm. But he says
0: he loved the Cayman. The smaller lighter feel and, and here's the thing the 911 has gotten genuinely big it, it's mm-hmm. a it's a large car now well
1: he looks forward to taking it on the track hopefully you have at this point and learning from an instructor how to drive actually drive a mid-engine vehicle but it's generated two problems it's tiny his wife won't <laughs> let him put either car seat in the car and he says I, i'm not sure he's, he's attempting to replace her Sonata right now. But still, when he goes to a meeting at the office, he drives the Porsche grocery store five minutes away. Yep, Porsche. Want some ice cream? Guess what car we're taking? The Cayman.
0: I love it. Which is awesome. But the problem is that because he is a dad, if he gets around to the kids must be taken somewhere, you're seeing the progression here. The thing left in the driveway for him to take is the Outback, Uh. which didn't seem that bad. (laughs) But climbing out of his cayman that he loves into the Outback, he's just like, What happened here?
1: <laughs> well, like I said, he and his wife are attempting to replace her sonata with a new Toyota CNA minivan. Maybe you have replaced it at this point, and he's surprised minivans are fifty grand, but you know, welcome to the new world. Once you load them up, it's it's quite easy to do that, which is crazy. He didn't realize that buying such a good car would make him dread driving his main car. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, you know what? I honestly kind of... I consider that a victory. That's that's really good. That that lets you know how awesome cars can be. Well, David couldn't decide in all of his writing.
1: Is this a triumphant car conclusion? Is this a car debate? Is it a mm-hmm. Topic Tuesday? Yeah. He's still not sure. But at this point, he wonders, does he just grin and bear it and keep doing this? Does he trade in the Outback and try to find something that can fit two rear-facing car seats, Panamera? If he does that, he doesn't know how much... <laughs>
0: Oh, <coughs> sorry. I don't know what R9-11. happened. That's very and, funny. Yeah, they, that's they great. Yeah.
1: He doesn't know how much more money he'd be able to throw at it. Maybe another 10 or 20 grand on top of trade-in, but that feels like a lot of money to spend on vehicles inside of a year, one-year
0: time span. Because they're talking about a 50 1000 dollars plus CNA minivan, and then does he buy another thirty to $40,000 daily to go on top of the fact that he has the Cayman that he loves? And David, here's my actual question for you here. Are you, and I'm asking, are you actually definitely getting that minivan? Because, I mean, they might have are, bought it by now. Yeah, yeah. Because right? yeah. if you are, wait. wait. As, <laughs> as as much as, much as, as I don't bought want it, to sell it, as, as much as I don't want to say, you know, yeah, I keep driving the Outback. I understand you don't like it, but, but you're headed to a place in your, your garage that's going to shuffle things anyway mm-hmm. to allow you to not have to replace the Outback. So don't replace the Outback for a six-month time period. If you said to me, we're going to buy a minivan in the next five years, well, yeah, let's get you a different Outback. But the way you write this is, we're about to get the minivan. We're getting it soon. I I, I understand you yeah, don't like the Outback, yeah. and it's not fun for any time you have to do dad duties. But it's about to be replaced by the right thing to do it right. So don't don't replace don't spend the money to replace the Outback, and then get the minivan. Mm-hmm. And now you have your daily. That let's be honest, you're not going to want to drive as much.
1: You're going to want to stay in the Cayman. I like that you're keeping the Cayman. I, I think by now the recipe is, is just that. They've probably kept the Subaru. That's my guess right now. And hope so. You're just grinning and bearing it, and that's just part of it. But what does that do? It just makes you want to get back in the Cayman to experience it in all kinds of conditions all mm-hmm. the time, which is
0: great. That's a victory. I, I do think that if, and I will say here's the only place I go car debate on this, David, and that is if you do want to replace the Outback and the Outback usability but get more fun, the answer is Kia Stinger. Uh, It's It's roughly the same size. Now, the hatch is not as big, but it's roughly the same size. It's roughly the same usability. You can get an all-wheel drive. It's much more fun to drive. It has a a real transmission. You would love the Stinger by comparison. What about a much older Panamera? (laughs) <laughs> much, you know, still in the, you know, yeah, much, I much know. older to keep the cost know, down. But, and that would have two. but, but a $40,000 Panamera. I'm worried about what it's going to cost to make that run. Right. I mean, it could be the same engine that's in your Cayenne, just uh-huh. the, the
1: three liter V6, it could be. just it the could base be. Panamera. It's still Panamera, Panamera
0: but land, but we're trying to get him back in the Cayman. Let's yeah. get the, let's get the minivan and then jettison the outback for good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for writing. John T is in Sweden, Sweden. Yes. I love that. He just bought a GR Yaris. Cool. This is about a month and a half ago, uh, this email from time of email to time of recording. So it's been, uh, yeah, a month and a half, a couple of months. He hesitated on the price. A Yaris for 40 grand. <laughs>
0: Which is why we're all saying a Corolla for 50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he
1: got a good trade-in on his MR2 Spyder, so he did it, and he has no regrets. I love it. It's great. He knows that we don't get the Yaris in the U.S., but if we ever travel to wherever it's available, we have to drive it.
0: I would love to figure out a way to do Yaris versus Corolla. I can't imagine how that's going to be put together, but it'd be very cool.
1: Now, they don't get the GR Corolla in Sweden, so Mm -hmm. it would be very interesting to hear our comparison between the two. So, yes, we've got...
0: Germany is probably the only place we can, really. Well, but I don't know how we get the Corolla there because I don't think the I don't think Corolla is even coming to Europe anywhere. Is it not coming to I'm Europe? I'm pretty sure it's just a North America thing because we didn't get the Yaris. Now, I do mm-hmm. think, though, that I'm, I'm f- putting pieces off? together. I think that the Yaris is sold in Mexico, I think. So it's how do we get that? <laughs> so we fly to L.A., we drive to San Diego, and a fan from Mexico, I'm putting it together, a fan from Mexico drives hmm. their Yaris up. We meet in San Diego, We shoot. If you have a Yaris in Mexico and you want to do that, let's have a genuine conversation. Anyway, yeah.
1: I love it. John, thank you for writing. And you've heard all these people email us, and we're still buried under a stack. And I know. I've asked for them. I love that. It's been a long time coming to read these emails. I hope that you all like hearing what everybody else bought, because there's so many listeners around the world, clearly, that... Trade up, trade in, and I love that you guys are happy. So thanks for writing us. Really appreciate it. EverydayDriverTV at gmail.com for all your Topic Tuesdays, your car debates, and your car conclusions.
0: When you remember that car that fascinates you or you hear us debate a particular vehicle right here on the podcast, you need a way to search for it. Our friends at Autotempest.com will help you find your next car wherever it is, wherever it's hiding, local, nationwide, big listings, or little ones. And you're probably the person your friends and everyone in your family consults
1: with for their car buying decisions. Even with sponsorships like this one, the folks at Auto Tempest rely on word of mouth. So let your friends know this is your secret weapon. Autotempest.com slash everyday links you to nationwide listings from Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. So it enables you to
0: search beyond the limited distances those sites support. So when you're doing your drive homework, you're chasing your next family car, or you're just having that fear of missing out. Go to autotempest.com/slash/everyday so they know we sent you. Auto Tempest, all the cars, one search. Today's debate is for Jonathan Kay, who is in Long
1: Beach, California.
0: He has the itch and was hoping for advice. And he's used our terminology. He needs to feed the itch, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> but I love that you used it, Jonathan. That's great.
1: He currently owns a Mark 7.5 GTI and a 2015 Audi R8 V10 as his fun weekend
0: car. Like Volkswagen Group, do you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's, right. That's interesting combination, though. I mean, I I love the, the do-it-all perspective that of those cool. two cars. It's very fun. You do have a good coverage there, Jonathan. Yeah, for so, sure. I like that. Now,
1: he loves German cars because previously he had an E92 M3 before the R8 as his fun car. Okay. Now, he loves the GTI. It's great space, interior, gas mileage. No complaints. It's got aftermarket wheels, it's about paid off and so he was considering selling it and purchasing an F80 M3 that is the 2014 to 2019
0: version of the BMW M3 it's the M3 that we had in our icon film yes but what i yes. love about this jonathan is you have just you have just perfectly described car person thinking which is <laughs> Oh, I really like that card. It's about to be paid off, which means I'm not going to have a car payment. I should get a new car payment. <laughs> totally. I should get a new... I, I'm going to have life to put... I have money to put in a car payment. Let's get a new car payment. He had the thought. Mm-hmm. Then he wrote it out. We verbalized
1: it. So guess what, Jonathan? It's happening now. Yeah, yo, yeah, it is. Do we think this is a good move? Or would we keep the GTI, assuming he can keep the itch at bay? Uh, you can't based on this email. <laughs> do we have other recommendations other than this F80 M3? Yes, we do. It needs to have four doors, and he's not a huge fan of SUVs for obvious reasons.
0: So what do we think? Hmm. I have many suggestions. I have a few, Jonathan. The first thing I want to say to you is you had an M3. You had the E92 M3. Don't get the next M3. I agree. You want a four-door. Let's get you something different than that gonna ask some probing questions this Mm. is not a deposition Jonathan but I just want to kind of get a sense here no one's recording this the jury will not see it but still here come the probing (laughs) questions where do you take the Audi good question
1: how long have you had it yeah I'm hoping you've done all the canyon roads to the west of Malibu and maybe some track time in it Mm. because if it's just that's the fun weekend car and it goes to a cars and coffee and it goes to a show and Have you thrashed it thoroughly and come back and thought, I got my money's worth today? (laughs) Yeah. Or did it putter around and you went 30 miles? Or Mm. did you go put 200, 250 on in the weekend? I love that. Yeah. I'm asking. Mm -hmm. I I love that you have a mid-engine fun car, but could you get 140 grand for it if you sold it? I mean, Ooh. what if you sold it?
0: Ooh, I What see. if we
1: cleared out Look the garage? Look at you.
0: Okay, all right. I see where you're going. Because
1: he brought the GTI up. He's already mm-hmm. thinking new car. I don't know how long he's had the R8. It's unclear if he yeah. bought it new yeah, in yeah. 2015. He's had it for a little while, but... He used to have the BMW. He's got the R8, but I've never looked at the R8 except for the very first generation with the 4.2 and the manual.
0: The, the gated six-speed on that car was as special. As the pinnacle. Yeah.
1: It, it's gotten, to me, just bigger, heavier, and a bit more insulated from sure. raw driving experiences. It's supremely powerful and a pinnacle of car build. Very,
0: very good, yes.
1: It's given the choice between R8 and a number of other things that I want to list for you. <laughs>
0: The other things take precedence. <laughs> what I like about this is poor Jonathan wrote in and said, I have a GTI and an R8, which most of us are like, R8 V10, whoa. I want to place the GTI. at Paul went, what about that Audi? What about selling Hang the entire on. garage?
1: Now, Jonathan, only you can answer this. We don't know how long you've had it. Maybe you just bought it and you're thrilled with it. And it, sure. so keep it and drive it. They drive are very it. cool. I agree. You're in Long Beach. Yeah. It sprinkles maybe a little bit. Maybe. For the GTI. Your choices are Civic Si, Civic Type R, Acura Integra, Elantra N, <laughs> and a GR Corolla. What if you plunked down for a GR sure. Corolla? Sure. Sure. Yes. Now, I would if if you want to stay BMW, I would suggest an M2 far before you look. Go look at an M3. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah I, I mean, if you
1: yeah, truly yeah. want another BMW, go look at a competition M2 or yeah. CS. The, the,
0: the it's a better car. He wants four doors, but it's the better car sure. for sure.
1: Yeah. But if you sell both, the, the list is lovely. <laughs> oh, All no. of those oh. cars will be great. Uh-huh. We're looking forward to driving the new Civic Type R and the Elantra and soon. Yep. But what if you put your money down on a Corvette Z06? Whoa. Like you got 140. The, what if you could get 140 or 150 for your car, depending on year and mileage? Okay. Well, it's 2015, but I, I mean mileage and condition. Yeah. Came in GTS40, Lotus Amira, I mean, what if You're everything, right. I You're mean, right. what if your garage changed? It wasn't German. You came away with a GR Corolla and a Lotus
0: Amira. That's a good garage, that's by exciting. the way. I, I would take that garage <laughs> and be exciting. a very happy man.
1: What if you had a new Civic Type R? That, that's your commuter. Mm. We've always, we love the 10th generation and its ability to switch from comfort to sport. Yes. I expect the same in the new one. Yes, I agree. What if you had that? So you had something Japanese and you were rocking a Z06. Huh. That's tasty. That's just exciting. It is. I hear you. Not that your garage is bad. I'm not garage shaming. That's not what I'm (laughs) doing. Garage shaming. I'm I'm writing it down. That's that's in the titles. Not what I'm doing. Okay. I'm just suggesting, I'm just getting the juices flowing here. Just thinking, brainstorming. That's all I'm doing here. Just to, if we're selling the GTI, why isn't everything on the table? Now you could also, (laughs) Jonathan, I know you're listening. And you know, when you point at somebody, three fingers point back at you. Yes. My mother always taught me. I hear you. I I hear you.
0: So you're saying maybe you should swap some things out in your own garage? There, maybe, but
1: I haven't considered selling it yet, so I'm not quite there yet. So uh-huh. anyway.
0: And we're here for you, Jonathan. We're here for you. <laughs> redirect, redirect, <laughs> redirect. <laughs> Trying. Jonathan, I, I, okay, I'm gonna, I left the R8 alone, but I, I do like where Paul went. I'm poking the be- bear. Because you're right. It, there's no reason it can't be on the table, but of course we don't have the background on it. Because you're considering that F80 M3, I'm just assuming, based on looking them up on Auto Tempest, you're, you've got at least sixty grand to spend for your daily. You want a four-door. It's a lot of options. I also thought, because you're looking at that M3, I thought, all right, let me just stay in that scale of car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and not get a BMW. Here's one, Chevy SS. Arr, that's yeah, completely that's cool. off your radar. Go get one of those. That's cool. get one of those with a manual. They're awesome. That'll surprise you. Even the autos are good. Get the Magne Ride Auto be a fantastic daily yeah yeah now granted it's not going to get the gas mileage of your gti but but honestly neither would the f80 m3 mileage smile you're moving up to a gas guzzler but then there's two others that i think are frankly more interesting than the m3 to drive one is the porsche panamera excellent 60 choice. grand get a used porsche panamera that would be cool. the alpha julia quadrifoglio I like that Go get one yeah. of those. We actually put that with the M3 of that era. That's when we did those two cars when we first drove the Quadrifoglio. We are huge fans. I, I'll No, I'll, I'll be more clear. I am a huge fan <laughs> of the Alfa Giulia <laughs> Quadrifoglio. We go. Paul likes it. No, I like I it. I am I'm all like about it, it though. We've, yeah. we've driven it massively on back roads. We've also tracked that thing. Every time I've driven one, I'm like, this is awesome. It it is yeah. <laughs> it's weird because it's one of those categories of car I have no use for. I have no use for a big four door powerful family sedan. I just don't have a use for it. If I was buying one, top of my list is quadrifold. I hear you. See, I like the GR
1: Corolla because it checks the box without checking the box. It's four doors. I mean yes, the rest of it's it is. useless back there. <laughs> well, I guess cargo no, for your wheels don't, and tires. Don't, but.
0: don't get the don't get the, the, the fifty thousand dollar gonna be I'm marked saying. up. I'm, don't get the Marizo edition no. No, it's got four doors. The back seat is gone, but it's got four doors. The only usefulness of the GR Corolla
1: is if you keep it as a usable four door hatch. We fixed the glitch. Oh, so he doesn't work here anymore? Nope. No, we fixed we the glitch. Fix the
0: glitch. On to audience questions. Mr. McGillicuddy on Twitter had this question. He said he just watched Jason Camisa's Haggerty Bull Car discussion. There's the cars in the bull market. Haggerty thinks are going to go up. That was where your brother-in-law found that the sob nine hundred turbos are going up. Horrifying. Anyway, <laughs> but he said that the conclusion is that manuals in rare colors typically sell for more. And you're right. Then their auto uh, auto transmission counterparts that happen to be in some sort of well. Black, white, silver, gray, monochrome world. He said, why are people buying boring colors in autos for value, for resale? Shouldn't they all be buying a mm-hmm. nitro yellow manual super? And the short answer is yes, they should be because this, this is not news. For a while, if you are – now, this is if you are a person like us that is – deeply, deeply concerned with the car disease and you have a very bad case and you buy cars for fun, then the ones that always go (laughs) for more are colors in manual. But the average person isn't that buyer. And this also makes me wonder how much the actual car dealers are influencing this world. Hmm. Because Hmm. car dealers, car people want colors. Car dealers don't. Because they would like to get something that is not going to offend the most number of people might buy this color, so they don't want brown or yellow or orange. Now, I don't want brown either, but you see my point. <laughs> my point is, they Who want wants brown. They want monochromatic. And I actually, I had never thought about this until I started thinking about this question. I wonder how much of the plague of monochromatic cars is driven by what dealers want to stock because when they get them back off of a lease or a couple of years' worth of ownership, they think they can sell the non-color better unless, of course, you're selling Ferraris. Mm.
1: Here you am. Eli 173 Racing asks, If Toyota were to team up with a different manufacturer from Subaru for the GR86 FRS, who would we want it to be? His top pick would be Honda with a new S2000. I see that, but you have to consider business case. I mean, we're, if we're talking for real here, Toyota and Honda are kind of across town. I mean, they're, they're yeah. huge.
0: Direct competitors.
1: Toyota yeah. is much bigger than Honda. Honda's big, but they're, they're yeah. still a small family company in comparison. It's sort of like <laughs> sure. BMW compared to Mercedes. BMW is huge. But then when you compare it to Mercedes, like, okay, you
0: win. <laughs> I'm going to go home sheer now. sheer size yeah.
1: worldwide. So I don't really see that. So what you have to think about is the two car manufacturers have to not really have sales in the same areas.
0: Yeah, different buyers to begin with. Yeah, and
1: one is big and one is small. Mm. And I would love to see Lotus Engineering still do their thing, mm. even though they've got great cars of their own that they didn't have when they were offering their engineering services yes. in the '90s. They, have, you know what I mean? They
0: have languished forever. They've always been on the on the edge of bankruptcy.
1: Yeah. Porsche has engineering services. A lot of these. I mean, Porsche is big, but you know, it's under the Volkswagen banner, of course. But it's not uh, anywhere close to a Toyota. Toyota's enormous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Gen right. Toyota Ford.
0: with Lotus would be a very interesting combination because the other thing that would have to happen about all of these cars is if there's a com- combined car like this. Theoretically, look at the Subaru BRZ and the GR86. Theoretically, both automakers would have to get a benefit. Look at the, mm-hmm. the partnership with BMW. You get the Supra and the Z4. Mm-hmm. which are not the same buyer yeah you know you're not, we're not bringing out a hard top z4 and we're not bringing out a convertible supra because the buyers are different and we want to be separated so i could see lotus pulling that off because yeah. then you could do th- all kinds of fun things i also want to say that <laughs> the s2000 makes me laugh because <laughs> i would actually like to put one with our gr86 that's a discussion we'd, we'd still like to have someone oh, to yeah. shoot that could be fun and many of you have asked about it but the s2000 is the car that's perpetually coming Have you noticed this Ever yes. since the S yes. two thousand died in twenty ten twenty eleven, it has been the car that well, Honda's about to do an S three thousand for the last like fifteen years. <laughs> and will they? I have no idea. But until somebody can show me a prototype, this is all this is all of us dreaming about it. Yeah. Honda has honestly, yeah. for the entire time we've done this show and this podcast, Honda has been just about to do an S two thousand replacement. <laughs> just about to. Just right around the corner, uh-huh. man. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I love the question,
1: but... You can see even Fuji Heavy Industries, Subaru, mm. is still much smaller than Toyota. Even BMW is
0: still smaller than Toyota. Well, and Toyota owns that chunk of, of Subaru that GM used to own. GM got, y- yeah. made the, the Saab 92X out of it. Toyota made the, the right. FRS out of it. I think Toyota did it so better.
1: Some engineering services. I still look to Lotus as a, a pinnacle because be cool. if you're making a driver's car, both companies get benefit. Just like Subaru does now, they have a car on their, on their website that doesn't belong with anything else.
0: Agreed. One of these things doesn't look like the others. We are we are all about all-wheel drive CVTs, and over here we have rear-wheel drive <laughs> What's with an automatic? BRZ?
1: What's going on so there? they get to round out their entire portfolio with having this on there. Toyota gets benefit because they didn't have to invest all the dollars, yep. and yet they have multiple sports car offerings. Yep. It's huge. Geese One RBM says it's now being rumored... The GM is considering spinning off the Camaro and the Escalade as Um, their own sub-brands.
0: Let's make more SUVs. To go along with the Corvette. If we're lucky. Let's
1: let's make every car its own brand, right? And then
0: have all the sub-brands.
1: This is like movies. This is like the Fast and Furious spin-offs. It's like each character
0: gets their own movie. Well, it is what they did with the Avengers and Marvel. But I, I will say this. GM did this already. Through the '80s and '90s, and then in the 2000s, when when the entire economy dived, guess what they did? They realized we have too many brands.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Oldsmobile brand bunch of them. should have gone. It, it never should have. Fun- well, but but it was it was one Still. of the
0: oldest car brands out there. But my point is, they it's had a bunch of brands. <laughs> that, exactly, they had a bunch of brands. They killed because they realized we have too many brands. Are they really going to make more brands? Anyway, Can you imagine Escalade as its own brand? I mean, Cadillac as a
1: brand right now still has diverse product offerings. They're having
0: enough trouble with just, just
1: Cadillac, yes. They have a $300,000 hatchback. They have a almost 700-horsepower Escalade V. <laughs> and just that brand needs to sort themselves out before we go into all the Escalades and the baby Escalades and all the V-series of the Escalades and all the little Escalades that <laughs> all spawned the off the main. Escalades.
0: <laughs>
1: no. Reminder, Thursday, December 22, 2022 is when our North film comes out.
0: So that means I got to get it done, right? Got to get it done, man. <laughs> it's going to be We got to wrap that up. It's going to be very fun. <laughs> really
1: appreciate it. We're looking forward to next time. As always, cheers, everyone.